It's time to catalog minor catastrophes, tell our real life terrors, and manifest some mayhem. That's right. Let's crack open the anxiety encyclopedia. I'm Catherine McNally. I'm Lorian McGill. Hello. Welcome. Um, we're going to talk about something that I'm afraid of today, and it is ricin. I think I've been on the record that I was very afraid of poison as a child, as an Agatha Christie reader, so. Okay, well, Good guess what? <laughs> yes. Did you read her book, Partners in Crime, and that's why you were afraid of ricin? Um, I mean, I definitely read Partners in Crime, because that's a Tommy and Tuppence one. The cat's well, named after what? that one, so. I was going to start with how it was popular. So you got it from Agatha Christie. I obviously got it from Breaking Bad. <laughs> For sure. So, yeah, it's in a lot of different random pop culture moments. I became afraid of it because Walter White used it against some woman. I don't remember who she was. Lydia, right? It's amazing that you can remember her name. Incredible. But, yeah, terrifying. She's just, like, sick. She has, like, cold symptoms and stuff. And then, like, you know she's going to be dead in, like, a matter of 24 to 48 hours. Terrifying. There was also... The movie, don't forget, the Seth Rogen movie, The Interview. How could I ever forget the movie that almost caused World War III? The the movie that made, I mean, our family rented it when it became available because we felt like we were really being patriotic by watching a Seth Rogen movie. For democracy. <laughs> um, my dad doesn't like Seth Rogen movies enough that he was like, that's a bridge too far. It was very much like, I would do anything for love, but I won't do that. Very patriotic. We'll not be watching the interview. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. In that one, they try to um, poison Kim Jong-un with a ricin strip. So it does have its moments. Ricin? Yes, it does. It's like, I don't know. It's just like the popular poison of choice in pop culture. So let's start with like what exactly it is. I feel like it started, I'm going to let you, but I feel yes. like, you know, it, it's had its moment. It was like arsenic was big and then it was yes. arsenic on old lace. So then it was like a joke. We couldn't use arsenic anymore. And then cyanide also, you know, there's yeah. like oh, bitter almonds and then rice and kind of stepped into it, had its moment in the sun. So something about poison we just love as viewers. The woman's weapon, right? Hell Yeah. Mm. Okay. Bryson. It is a lectin, which I'm sure we all remember from. Duh, of course. Probably Say biology no class, but if you need a reminder, it is a carbohydrate binding protein. But I know you didn't need that reminder. Well, so it's for a the listeners, I mean. <laughs> it's a lectin and a highly potent toxin produced in the seeds of the castor oil plant. When they make castor oil from castor beans, the waste material left over is ricin. So that's how you get it. See, I hate that because we use the other parts of it. I want my yeah. poison to be completely distinct from any other thing we're making oils or, sure. you know. But isn't like, <laughs> even like soap, isn't the leftover stuff, can that be? Lie. Like, yeah. Yeah. So even just, you know. Everything is dangerous. Everything is dangerous. It's really, I mean, we haven't talked about our bunker in a while, but it goes back to, we should make that bunker happen. So but we're going to yes. probably have to make our own soap and stuff. So we're going to have to be careful. 
I think counter plan. When Bath and Body Works has another sale, we go ham. We get all of the soap. Beautiful. We'll never have to worry again. And maybe we make another one of our bunker bachelor qualifications like chemist. Oh, yeah. Why, you know, store-bought pharmaceuticals are fine. Homemade's better. I'm not on the record as saying that. That's true. <laughs> well, when the world ends, but that's like gonna eventually be, but... we're going to run out of the right. store. <laughs> right. I need a guy who knows how to make ibuprofen. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> okay. Add it to our wish list. All right. Toxin. Ricin. It is toxic if it's inhaled, injected, or ingested. Okay. And the way that it enters right if you inhale it or if you ingest it it's going to do slightly different things okay um it can also be toxic if it toxic if it gets into your eyes or if it's absorbed through damaged skin so the way it works it inhibits protein synthesis which again i'm sure you guys already know what that is but the ricin gets inside the cells of a person's body prevents the cells from making proteins they need Without the protein, cells die, which could lead to death. So here's how you're going to get exposed to ricin, if you are. You get it by eating castor beans, but otherwise it's going to be deliberate poisoning. And there are a couple flavors, a couple ways you could get poisoned. It could be made into a powder, a mist, or a pellet as a biological agent of warfare. It could be exposed through food, water, or air. So just any old way. Uh-huh. It's it's very first versatile. And there's no anecdote. No. I know. I know. Okay. So let me tell you about the symptoms. And then I'm going to tell you about some cases of rice and poisoning. So our symptoms. This is like the scariest part. This is what freaks me out in Breaking Bad. That it could take anywhere from hours to days to appear. And then, like, death is, like, it takes so long, and you don't know what you have, and then you're dead. So yeah. you Well, but it also, even if you, see, so the thing that I hate is even if you know what you have, there's nothing you can do about it. Why no antidote? Yeah. Right, right. You're just waiting to die, and you know you're going to die. It sucks. Inhalation. So if you inhale it, this is probably what's gonna, what it's going to look like. It could occur, so symptoms are probably going to occur four to eight hours in and as late as 24 hours after you're exposed. Within a few hours of inhaling ricin, the likely symptoms would be respiratory distress, so like difficulty breathing, fever, cough, nausea, and tightness in the chest. Heavy sweating may follow as well as fluid building up in the lungs, and this would make breathing even more difficult. The skin might turn blue. And then finally, low blood pressure and respiratory failure may occur, leading to death. Inhalation feels like the like if you're if you're going with poison, you can have a lot of control over how, where, and when that person takes it in. You can be somewhere else, but inhalation. How do you ensure that the right person inhales it? Yeah, I don't know. It, mm, I don't know. Seems like the riskier one. I agree, yes. If we're going to poison, let's do it right, guys. Food. (laughs) 
Now, if you're going to ingest it, initial symptoms will likely occur in less than 10 hours. And you're probably going to see symptoms like vomiting, diarrhea, and that might become bloody. Severe dehydration may result, followed by low blood pressure. Other symptoms might include seizures and blood in the urine. And then within several days, the person's liver, spleen, and kidneys might stop working and the person could die. It could die? Yeah. Can your body fight ricin poisoning and you We're going to talk about it later. Okay. Uh, but I will say Breaking Bad, she ingested it and she had more symptoms like cough, fever. She seemed more like a flu type symptoms. So that was wrong. They need to go back and redo that episode. Great. <laughs> I'll call Vince. She's not on the toilet, like shitting her brains out. She's like in bed shivering. So get back to it. Remake that episode. <laughs> now, if you are exposed on your like broken skin or your eyes, um, it might cause like redness pain of, in, of the skin and the eyes if most likely like if you touch ricin on your skin and then like eat food with your hands you might ingest some so you might get some like ingesting symptoms too and death from ricin poisoning could take place within 36 to 72 hours of exposure depending on like how you were poisoned okay which is that that's that's the scary part i don't like that that's now, the scary part. Just yeah. that it can take three days. Kinda. It's one of the aspects. Okay. <laughs> okay. It is. I agree. So now we've reached the history of like we're just adding history into the various things that the United States has tried to make weapons out of. So we gotta add another one. It's rice in. They tried to make rice in a military weapon. I feel like we probably weren't alone in that effort. No, don't worry. We're going to talk about Russia in a second, too. But they tried to use it in... They wanted to use it during World War One. But I just have to wonder... I don't expect you to have the answer to this. Okay, thank you. Who first... Were people just eating castor beans and dying? And then eventually someone was like, maybe we can distill this. Whatever. I just it's how do you question. how do you how do you discover poisons other than just we shouldn't eat that? How do we discover anything? I mean, really? Do you know how many times? Not a day. That's too many. How many times a month? I think about like it's crazy that someone thought right. about like, riding a this. horse. Yeah. So milking I mean, a cow. I don't know. I'm I'm struggling just to remember to take my laundry out of the washing machine. So. <laughs> at the time world war one they're trying to use ricin as a weapon first they thought they were going to use it as like a toxic dust or as a coating for bullets and shrapnel mm. they couldn't get the dust cloud concept together and the coated bullet slash shrapnel concept would violate the hog the Hag, Haug Convention of 1899. I don't know why they're cool with, like, poison dust, but, like, they draw the line at coated bullets. It was just the bullets. I don't know. 
But World War One ended before they could weaponize ricin. So soon World War Two. They begin, they're like trashing the idea of dust bullets. They're like, let's try cluster bombs. So they start to put it into mass production. And then they're like, no, never mind, because we already have phosgene, which is a very poisonous gas that they used in World War I. So they're like, why are we trying to remake something that already works really well? And then there is still an interest in ricin. We love, you know, chemical weapons. But it came to an end. Yes. <laughs> no, you're good. <laughs> you're looking at me like, well. <laughs> But um, our obsession with ricin kind of came to an end when the U.S. Army Chemical Corps began a program to weaponize sarin gas. Ah, I do wonder, too, going all the way back to World War One, if maybe, I don't know what the Hague, uh, whatever agreement convention was, but maybe the poison cloud also violated it, but they just were never even close to actually executing. So it wasn't even an issue. Like they just completely couldn't get it together enough to talk about whether it was allowed or not. Yeah. Like that's not even realistic. So we're not even going to bother talking about it. Anyway. So sarin gas. Yeah. So they were like, never mind. We're going to work on sarin. Now let's talk about how ricin has been used. Most of them are terrorist attacks. I think like all of them are terrorist attacks. Um, so we're going to talk about the most famous one, which happened in 1978, um, where writer and well-known Bulgarian dissenter, Georgi Markov, was on his way to work at the BBC. While waiting for his bus, he felt a slight sharp pain, like a bug bite or sting, on the back of his thigh. He looked behind him and saw a man picking up an umbrella off the ground. The umbrella man quickly crossed to the other side of the street and got in a taxi. When Markov arrived at work, he noticed a small red pimple where he felt the sting earlier. That night, he developed a fever and was admitted to the hospital, and he died four days later. So, here's what really happened. The Bulgarian secret police targeted Markov because he had defected from Bulgaria and had written books and made radio broadcasts that were critical of the Bulgarian communist regime. So the secret police shot him with a modified umbrella using compressed gas to fire a tiny pellet containing ricin into his leg. That's kind of like badass. This is like so crazy spy movie level. It's a little dramatic. I know. I kind of love it, even though like, I'm very sorry that this dude How died. How do we know that that's what they did? Let me tell you how. They found a pellet containing ricin in his leg during the autopsy. Crazy. How do they know it was the Bulgarian secret police? Well, they have a... I mean... I mean, I believe well, that they probably have... Up, no, I though. mean, I think it's perfectly okay, reasonable. I'll, I just didn't... I believe I'll you. I'm not you arguing. She thinks that it was... I don't know who you I think, think it was it you? Been. I don't know. Yes. I'll give you one other piece of evidence that might make you believe this more. But... So what they're saying is the Bulgarian secret police. They believed at the time that Bulgaria would not have been able to produce the pellet. So they believed that the KGB had mm. supplied it. Okay. Obviously, I know this is going to shock no one, the KGB denied it, but 
it was confirmed by two high-profile KGB defectors. Okay. And now, big into poisoning. They love ricin. They love their poison. Love it. They love secret spy shit. Huge poisoners. Huge poisoners, huge fans of poison. Hypothetically. Don't poison us, Russia. No. Now, here's another piece of evidence why I'm going (laughs) to back up the Bulgaria thing. Ten days before Georgi Markov uh, was killed, another Bulgarian defector, Vladimir Kostov, survived a similar attack. Kostov was standing on an escalator of the Paris metro when he felt a sting in his lower back above the belt of his trousers. He de- he developed a fever but recovered. After Markov's death, the wound on Kostov's back was examined in a ricin-laced pellet identical to the one used against Markov was removed. Stings so much. It just seems I don't so know. Much it's just wow. Wow. Like I'm really doing the most. I know, just the energy alone to, like, track these people down in different, like, different countries and stuff. If only we could get these guys to, like, use their motivation for good. They're just hung up on rice and pellets. Okay, so now we're going to talk about a couple more, like, um, Russia-related rice and things, because like I said they love their rice and. Um, We're jumping to 2003. An apartment raid near London foiled a plot by Chechen separatists to use ricin to attack the Russian embassy. So technically, like, it's on Russians, but still it's it has to do with Russians. Um, the raid revealed the 22 castor seeds, revealed 22 castor seeds and recipes for making ricin. So they were, like, working on making their little ricin poison. Is 22 a lot? <laughs> Is 22 castor seeds a lot? <laughs> Are they big seeds? I don't understand. They're huge. They take up a whole room. I don't know. <laughs> Stacked like beach chairs. Yeah, I don't know. I guess based on this information, I'm going to guess you don't need that many castor seeds to make okay. ricin. Okay. Like whatever you're extracting, you yeah. don't need all that you don't much. Need that so much. that would result in a lot of ricin. Yeah. I mean, they rated it. So it was enough for them to. Yeah, you're right. And then we have another Russia attempted, another, no, a different attempted assassination, like directly tied to Russia in 2020. Some media in the Czech Republic reported based on intelligent information that a person carrying a Russian diplomatic passport and ricin had arrived in Prague with the intention of assassinating three politicians. The first target was the mayor of Prague, who was involved in renaming a square in Prague where the Russian embassy is situated from a Russian name to the opposing politician assassinated in the Kremlin in 2015. This dude just wanted to change a name. We might be in trouble. Should we delete this whole episode? Oh, because of Russia? Yeah. Uh, I think they have bigger concerns at the moment, so... Okay, that's good for us. Now, the second target was the mayor of Prague, uh, the 6th Municipal District, who was involved in removing the controversial statue to the Soviet-era Marshal Konev. So again, changing, like, getting rid of Russian things. They hate it. Well, yeah, because they're all about that mythos. Those monuments are part of the... They exertion of control 
with statues. Love it. <laughs> hey, Seattle doesn't really get to talk about <laughs> sketchy Russian statues. We don't have to talk about the one uh, problematic statue. And I'm still really confused by that. It doesn't make sense. Look, there's a statue of Lenin. We graffiti it all the time. It's fine. We don't like it. Anyway. And the third target was Pavel Novoti, the mayor of Prague's southwestern district. And they all received police protection, so they were fine. I'm so confused by how many mayors Prague has. I know. They got a lot of them. Um, and of course, Russia's number one man denied the attempted assassination. Schmadimir Schmutin. Schmadimir Schmutin. <laughs> I can't even say fake names correctly. <laughs> All right, we're now jumping to more. We're going to jump into more like, um, I guess these are both in America. American attempted assassinations. And that one of them might not technically be an assassination. It's fine. And then we're going to talk about mailing rice in. Because that's like the next most popular, most trendy thing to do oh, with rice no. in. I know. From anthrax to rice in. So with 19- my luck, I'm going to get delivered someone else's rice in. Actually, if we're going to die from rice and poisoning in the mail, it's absolutely going to go to the wrong address. <laughs> Especially with your mail. I have a feud. He brought me someone else's package like two days ago. Again? And it was huge. Not huge, but too big for the mailbox. So it was on my porch. So I had to write a note to my mailman and put it in the mailbox and say, please take the package off the porch. It's not my address. And tape it to my mailbox so he would come up and get it. Did that work? Yes, because I had another package. And so I think you just like did a quick oh. swap. That one was actually mine. Have you tried opening the packages that aren't yours, though? And no. seeing if anything good is inside. <laughs> you never know. This one was from like a tire company. So I think it was a car okay. thing. Wait till you get something good on the package. Yeah. All right, 1991. Four people. Four normals were arrested in Minnesota for planning to kill a U.S. Marshal by mixing rice in with DMSO, dimethylsulfoxide. You were doing really good. I was going to say, just for the record, I don't think we should call them normals. But they, why? (laughs) They were engaged in an assassination plot (laughs) with rice in. Well, it's not like, I mean, all these other people are like Russian, whatever. They're not like political agents. I should have said citizens. When I say normals, I mean citizens. Um, they they plan to coat the door handles of this U.S. Marshal's vehicle. My gosh. I know. Do you think, I was trying to think, like, what could they, like, what could this U.S. Marshal have done? And I want to think that maybe these are just the people that, you know, they're sick of leaving notes on cars when people park badly. And so they're upping their game by like coating door handles with rice and what do you think love it yes definitely they're just parking vigilantes <laughs> my experience with u.s marshals is justified so i just have to assume raylan givens was making people mad at like definitely people in that world would try to poison him with rice and on the door handles okay um so it sounds scary but here's the thing the plan probably wouldn't have worked since the poison would not have been absorbed through the skin because remember you have to have broken skin so you'd have had to or like else it can't lick his or, hands or, or yeah something. like touch it and then like ingest it 
and do I don't know a lot of adults who are straight up <laughs> licking their hands. Do you also have any idea how long it lives on surfaces like that? We're going to talk about that later. Okay. Don't worry. Now. So it wouldn't have worked, but also they didn't execute it anyway. Right. Because they were. Because they caught him first. Yeah, exactly. Now, if you thought only Russians and Bulgarians and U.S. Marshals were affected by ricin, no. Some dude in 2021 named Kevin Dean Jones was under investigation after the FBI got a tip that he was making ricin. And he was planning to drive to a different state where his former business partner lived. And he was going to use a water gun to spray her in the face with ricin and then go on vacation so he had an alibi when she died. She didn't die, right? No. This is hilarious. I'd like to laugh. None of this happened. I think he was, again, there was a tip that he was making ricin, so then he was caught before he did any of this. The way that this man is bad at execution and coming up, like, okay, I'm going to go to the trouble to make a poison uh-huh. and I want to plan a vacation so that I uh-huh. have an alibi, but I'm just going to shoot her in the face with the water gun and nobody will wonder when she dies a few days later what I shot her in the face with. I'm glad you focused on the same detail I was Amazing. stuck on. Like, what Absurd. scenario is an adult man going to use a water gun and no one's gonna bat an eye even if it's like even if it's a kid's party and there's water guns you got a water gun bud? no i have questions if my nemesis jumped out of a bush which would be weird because my nemesis doesn't know that i exist but if my nemesis jumped out of a bush my nemesis who lives in a different state and just sprayed me in the face with a water gun i would absolutely report it to the police i would be like i can't exactly explain why but i think you need to arrest this man (laughs) yeah i don't know kevin i don't think your plan would have worked anyway but yeah i guess my other question is like even logistically would she ingest enough with a it quick feels... squirt in those face. Right. Open your sick. mouth. Let me get you at the mouth. <laughs> like a carnival game where you're shooting in the clown. Yeah. I don't know. Seems not like a great idea. And you wonder why she didn't want to be in business with you anymore, Kev. Shocking. Also, it took me multiple articles to figure out that they weren't like, they just called them partners. So I was like, oh, they were you know romantic no business partners what a fucking weirdo all right now we enter mailing ricin which In... kevin an option i know dude you didn't even it have truly to is cross the state lines gets me yeah like i just need to know like was there like gonna be like a pool party he was invited to like i'm still stuck on the water gun okay <laughs> <laughs> like, what Hey, do you want to meet up, get coffee? Whoops, gotcha. <laughs> I assumed he was going to ambush her because they don't live in the same state and it sounds like they have they have beef. So I really imagine him just popping up, knowing her yeah. patterns and like popping up at the party lot, nailing her with a water gun and then But then dipping. she's like, hey, yeah, <laughs> um, I just got like squirted in the face. I think something weird happened. And then she's dead and he's like, so oh, no, I, I totally was on vacation. I didn't do anything. I know. They're like, sir, we had reports of you spraying her in the face with a water gun. 
What was that about? Surveillance footage jumping out of a bush and spraying her in the face. And it looked like you got yourself a little too. Are you okay, sir? (sighs) The wind, really. (laughs) That would have been awesome if it actually got him. The wind was, he didn't take any Blew it back into his face. Anyway. All right. Forget about you, Kevin. In October 2003, ricin was discovered in a post office in Greenville, South Carolina, with a letter threatening to poison water supplies. One month... Okay. This led me down. I needed to, like, Google how easy is it to poison water supplies. I got mixed reviews, and then I had to stop because I got too freaked (laughs) out. One of them said it's very difficult to poison water the the water supply. Another one was like, it's surprisingly easy to poison the water supply. So I had to stop because (laughs) I can't. (laughs) One month later, ricin was discovered in the White House mailroom. Only three months later, in February 2004... Ricin was found in Senate Majority Leader Bill Frist's mailrooms, and the U.S. Senate was Senate building was closed. No one was injured in these incidents. Yeah, I don't... Okay, yeah. That's the end of that. <laughs> I started... I thought these bullet points were all together. They're not. That's one incident. I would like to just now, you're going to find out later, I have COVID actively, so I'm just going to blame everything on COVID and how this episode goes. Okay, next one. May 29th, 2013. New York City. Lauren keeps silently laughing and I can't look at her. New York City Mayor. I tried to cover her face with my hand. It didn't work. Okay. New York City Mayor. New York City Mayor Michael Bloomberg. Bloomberg. <laughs> Received two letters containing traces of ricin. People really don't like that little guy. Another letter was sent to the offices of mayors against illegal guns in Washington, D.C. And another letter was sent to President Obama. All were sent by actress Shannon Richard. Richardson, from The Walking Dead and Vampire Diaries. What? (laughs) I thought the first one was also tied to this, and I was like, wait, no, we're jumping 10 years. (laughs) Shannon was not responsible for the first ones. That we know of. (laughs) So, yeah. um, Yeah, and her Wikipedia page, it, like, first thing is, like, what is she known for? Rice and poisoning, and then The Walking Dead. That has big... Allie Mack from Smallville became a cult assistant energy. Yes. But here's the thing. Hers is, she's way more interesting. Shannon just wanted to attempt to frame her husband, who was divorcing her at the time. What? How does your brain go from, my husband is divorcing me and I'm sad about it, to, to... I should mail rice into the president? And like, well, what if I don't it know. worked? Right. What if she accidentally assassinated the president? Right. I don't know, Shannon. Did she make the ricin? Uh, it, sound, it sounds like it. The level of effort. Couldn't you just know. frame him for some light embezzlement or something? There's so many either things. There's so many things. steps between throwing his stuff on the lawn and framing Trying him to for attempted assassination. President Obama. Yeah. So, yeah. That's Shannon. That's a crazy story. 
isn't it? All right, here's some more. On October 2nd, 2018, two letters suspected of contain. There are a surprising number of like these mailings. Two letters suspected of containing ricin were sent to the Pentagon. One addressed to Secretary of Defense, James Mattis, and the other to Chief of Naval Operations, Admiral John Richardson. A letter was received on July 23rd, 2019 at Pelican Bay State Prison in California, which claimed to contain a suspicious substance. Authorities later confirmed it contained ricin, but no detrimental exposures were identified. Well, it seems weird to me, too, because we already know anthrax is a more effective mailing because it's much easier to. Yeah. Like, are they hoping they'll ingest it on accident? It does seem like not as a. I don't know. Uh, uh, here's what I would do. You ready? I would never poison President Obama. But if I'm Shannon, I'd be like, here you go, President Obama. Here's this box of chocolates. And I've injected ricin into each delicious morsel. What do you think? Why do you think Shannon has such access to President Obama? I don't know. But I mean, her plan seemed flawed. But I agree. Yes. Food poisoning (sighs) seems the way to go. Hold on. Is Shannon a genius? Obviously, she's not. She's in jail. But did she plan for it to never work? I mean, that's possible if she didn't actually want to. But then she went to all the trouble to make ricin. I know. Just do like something fake. Anyway. (laughs) All right. And then, of course, so like if President Obama's getting ricined, this is how I'm going to say getting poisoned by ricin now. I think it's going to catch on. You know, Trump was going to get attempted ricined. So in September 2020, Pascal Ferrier. A Canadian woman. Do you think that's her first name? Pascal? It could be. She's Canadian, so. She's Canadian. I can't be in charge of that. A Canadian woman. As opposed to, you are in charge of all the names of American women, just so everybody knows. (laughs) She's busy. She cannot be in charge of your Canadian names. I cannot. (laughs) I need you to, like, worry about yourself, Canada. (laughs) But if you're not here to correct me, then it is what I say it is. (laughs) so she sent donald trump a letter laced with ricin the letter was intercepted before being delivered to the white house obviously i mean we gotta think these things through i do think it's funny that people think it's so easy to just mail the president a letter i know that it doesn't pass through 18 aides and people before him right it feels a little bit like kids who send letters to santa Mm -hmm. like Babe, you know it's not going right there, right? It's not going to go right to Trump's little hands, little teeny tiny doll hands. Okay, so the FBI found fingerprints of Ferrier on the letter, which urged Trump to drop out of the presidential race and also called him the ugly tyrant clown, which I thought was funny. She sent eight more letters, laced with ricin, to Texas law enforcement officials at the same time. So I have to think that they did something bad, too. Why isn't she wearing... I just... People are so... These people are mystifying to me because they have half a plan. They're going to create, you know, hard to, like, time-released poison, a lot of work, and then they're going to... Then their execution is not wearing gloves or shooting you in the face with a water gun or trying to frame your husband. Like, what is happening, folks? 
I know if they only had us to help them go watch some TV or something you'll feel better in the morning (laughs) yeah for real okay and now my favorite part because we started with Breaking Bad we're gonna end with Breaking Bad Breaking Bad inspired several real-life criminal cases involving ricin or something similar. So we have our first person who was inspired by Breaking Bad. Oh, my God. We have Kantal Patel from London, who attempted to poison her mother with Abrin, which is a toxin found from the rosary pea plant, after she interfered with her marriage plans, her mom. Sounds messy. Then we have Daniel Millsman, a 19-year-old former Georgetown University student who was charged with manufacturing ricin in his dorm room with the intent of using it on another undergraduate student he knew. Oh, my gosh. I what mean, kind of dorm rooms do they I, have? Well, or is he just making it work? He has a weird roommate, and the roommate's just like, I don't know what Daniel's doing, but like... I was like, you know, when I got to college, I was prepared for, like, weird things, but I wasn't prepared for, like, ricin making in my dorm. I don't know what to do. R.A., can you help me? (laughs) Also, what do you think this undergraduate student did? I don't know. Like, the amount of, again, it goes back to the amount of time it takes to, like, make your ricin, get it all ready. By that time, I feel like I'd be over it. There's a lot of commitment there. You're right. There's does feel like choosing rice and gives you a good cool down period to decide if you really want to do this. Definitely not a crime of passion at that point. No. And then we have our last person inspired, uh, who is Muhammad Ali from Liverpool, England, who was convicted after attempting to purchase 500 milligrams of ricin over the dark web from an undercover FBI agent. Just assume was- that everyone <laughs> selling things on the dark web is undercover. <laughs> Don't go on the dark web when you're there. Just assume everyone is trying to catch you. It's not that hard, guys. He was sentenced on September 18th, 2015 to eight years imprisonment. It's been the easiest thing in the world for me to stay off the dark web. I've never once had to think about staying off the dark web. I'm trying to get to like the opposite of the dark web, the light web. (laughs) The light web. I'm still looking. The web we have is dark enough. Yes, I'm trying to get to just puppies and cats and, like, cuteness. Yes. That's it. Yes. All right. So how afraid do we need to be? Now, I told you first, eating castor beans, that's one issue. So if you eat a castor bean and you swallow it whole without, like, damaging the seed coat, it's probably harmless. But, like, guys, who is just like eating beans whole who's just like guzzling them down like a pelican (laughs) like what who does that apply to (laughs) how did you just swallow your beans whole you're good like a a tylenol i take my beans like a tylenol i dry swallow them it's cool what what the fuck is this okay so just like don't if you come across a bean, you're like, I don't know. Just, I guess, swallow it whole. <sighs> if, if you must eat co- an unidentified bean, swallow it whole. Swallow it whole. It's fine. You'll be fine. 
or just don't eat it. I guess that's also an option. No, no, no. But in this scenario, for some reason, you have to eat that bean. If you chew the coat of the bean like a normal person (laughs) and it's broken and it's and then you swallow it, the poison will enter the body. But like it's pretty it's pretty unlikely that you're going to die from eating. How many castor beans do I have to chomp on to? I don't have those numbers for you. Okay. Are you coming across castor beans a I lot don't in your think daily so. life? I have no idea what they look like. Okay. I think but if you I stick love with eating like unidentified beans, beans, you're gonna be good. Don't go seeking out castor beans in the grocery store, okay? And I think you'll be all Rain. right. You're no fun. <laughs> okay. So, like, one of the issues with um, ricin is that it, the production of it is like hard to limit because castor bean plants are like pretty common in are the area they where what i do don't they know look like i mean from my examples we know normal can just oil. grow right. it you're right so that's part of the issue is that it's hard to manage because anyone if if i somehow get a castor bean plant i can make ricin now Under both the 1972 Biological Weapons Convention and the 1997 Chemical Weapons Convention, ricin is listed as a Schedule I controlled substance, but despite this, more than a million metric tons of castor beans are processed each year. So it does seem like it's common. Well, castor oil is a thing you can purchase. So that's probably part of the issue. Now, in comparison to other toxins... Like botulinum, throwback. That's Botox, right? Yeah. Okay, I remembered. Or tetanus. Is this just now us collecting different toxins? Maybe. Not, not. Um, Compared to those, it's much less toxic. Okay. So it would require a lot more to infect a greater number of people. So if you're going to use rice, like right... I think this is why they gave up on it as the biological weapon. It's you're going to take need a lot more mm. to affect a lot more people. So other sense. toxins are much easier to use. And then another important thing, it, it can be inactivated with high temperatures. Uh-uh. So like if you're trying to create a coat of bullet with ricin, that's not going to work because it's going to get too hot. And then the ricin isn't going to be poison anymore. Right. Even like the door handles. If you live in the desert. Summer. Right. I don't think that's going to work anymore. So that's important. Um, Now, another thing to make you feel better. Well, and actually that makes mailing it seem especially inefficient too, because not only is it not, do you have to kind of work? I don't lick my mail. But also, who knows what temperatures your mail is subjected to while it's being shipped. Right. Right. Not a good poison. Now, if... This this will make you feel better, too. If someone released ricin over an area, let's say someone's trying to really, like, terrorize everyone, it would take just a couple days, a few days, to decontaminate it, unlike something like anthrax, which could last Mm. for decades. So even, like, the cleanup... If someone had enough, it wouldn't take that long to decontaminate it. That's definitely why they were like, this is not an effective gas. Right. This we is want not a good biological chemical to weapon. Impact societies for decades to come, or else it's not worth it. 
As far as recovering from ricin poisoning, an antidote has been developed by the UK military. So, okay, yes, I said. You're holding out on me. I know. There is no, well, okay. So they made one. (laughs) But as of 2006, it has not been tested on humans. And then there was another antidote developed by the US military in 2005 that's been shown to be safe and effective in lab mice, but again, not being tested on humans yet. It also feels like one of those things, though, where if someone ends up ricined, just go ahead. This is your moment to test it, right? I'm out of here. I've had, you know. Yeah. I'd rather try it than die. Right. I'm going to die either way. Yeah. But here's the thing. If you don't want to risk this, you know, rat ricin antidote, doctors can still treat the symptoms of ricin poisoning and people can recover. Okay. So these treatments, they'll focus on minimizing the effects of the poison. Yeah. So it might be like providing intravenous fluids or electrolytes. If you can't breathe, they'll provide assisted ventilation. They might give medications for seizures and low blood pressure. If you've ingested the poison recently, they can flush your stomach with activated charcoal or like pump your stomach. So you can survive you have to know that you were infected with ricin so that they really treat the symptoms but if they treat them you'll probably survive and your body kind of will flush out the it doesn't cause lasting damage internally Um, well survivors often develop long-term organ damage but i couldn't find like real numbers on that what else do you have to think there are a lot of ways that ricin is not a good poison. Male, probably not the best. Ingesting oh, yeah. is always, like, not good. But it seems like a pretty inefficient poison, if I'm being honest. Yeah. Like, I feel better than I did when I watched Breaking Bad. So Not physically, but no. emotionally about right. the ricin. Right. So with appropriate treatment, most patients will make good recovery. Cool. So that's ricin. Thank you. We probably... We have other toxins to worry about. Thank you. Yeah. What um what is making you anxious this week, Lorian? Well, let's see. <laughs> I'll tell you something that annoyed me about me. I had like <laughs> I had a an emotional week for a variety of reasons. And so something that is frustrating is that I am I'm just kind of uh I'm a crier, I kind of wear my heart on my sleeve, by which I mean all over my face and it's annoying because I just like walked around leaking tears for the week right and that's uh, so frustrating because just I have no poker face I have no you know everyone's just out here crying or laughing or whatever angry annoyed so I always feel like I have to be like I'm not crying whatever we're having this argument and I'm just crying because I'm frustrated. You're not making me sad. And also I'm not trying to manipulate you. It's just happening. So that was, uh, and then you just end up crying because you, you're annoyed that you can't stop crying. It's kind of absurd. All of these so things make sense to me. That is a thing. Um, but my eyelashes are growing back. So that's a little update. <laughs> Yay, eyelashes. What you sent me a picture of your lovely <laughs> baby lashes. You looked great. 
Well, baby legends, what's uh, making you anxious this week? I got a couple. First, I need to tell the people about Poe attacking Christine. <laughs> Lorian got to experience it firsthand. We're in Denver last weekend. So fun. Christine calls me in a panic. Like, I cannot make out what she's saying. She's like, I don't know. And so then I'm like, is the is the cat dead? Is there a cat escaped? She's like, Poe attacked me and he uh, keeps attacking me. Like, jumping at her. I have not followed up to get the full story because I don't want to re-traumatize her. It's only been a week. But I imagine, I can picture it. Like, she walks into the room. He lunges at her, claws her. Maybe there's some biting action. And then he does it again. She's wearing shorts. She's wearing shorts. She just came from the pool because she was in charge of taking care of the cats while I was gone. And now she's trapped in the second bedroom and she can't get out and she doesn't know how to get out. So she calls me and we we get her out of there. She ends up okay. But like the panic and like I still I don't know why. I don't know why he did like it's fine if he attacks me. He's never Christine will disagree. But he never really attacks anyone else like he attacks me. And so now he has. And so now I'm like full of dread about like anyone else who ever right. takes care of him. He isn't he didn't do this with the girls who watched him last time. He was very nice. Or he was just straight up hiding. Yeah. So like I don't know why he's like this. I don't know what to do about it. I'm worried about how I'm just worried about how he's gonna interact with other people and her now. And yeah, um, that's one. And then the other. Before you move on from that, I do yeah. have to say that Christine sounded terrible. I'm very sorry it happened. However, when you when you got the call, I was driving. So I was sitting next to you and I could just hear through the phone her so- very, Panic very distressed. And so yeah. all the worst case scenarios. I thought they got out. The cats are out. The cats are dead. Her dog is dead. Your apartment has exploded. <laughs> she got in a car. The like tsunami has hit and we <laughs> haven't heard about it. <laughs> That's right. She's being washed out to sea like so many. So then when you were like, when I came to realize as you were talking that Poe had attacked her, I was like, oh, I'm relieved, which is terrible. I felt very bad later. But for a second, I was like, it yeah. was so anyway yeah it was a roller coaster it was not great um so yeah that was like me coming home and then we had a short week this week but those short weeks always feel like a lifetime mm. and it was like thursday and it's always fifth and sixth period who competes for the worst class and it changes by the day but they were both they both tied for first um and it was just like just simple things that I can't even do with them because they're so they're so fifth period there are so many of them and there are so many boys mm. it's like two-thirds boys mm. and they're all fucking friends and they're all fucking douchebags and they won't stop talking and it's like I'll move them and I'm like oh I finally separated them and then I realized that motherfucker also is friends with him and then and so it's like this impossible like what am I gonna do we can't even do a goddamn name game because they won't be quiet. I no. literally had to stop and I was like, I want you guys to think about how class, how you want class to be. Is this what you want? Like I had that speech. It's been two, like oh, three no. weeks. And then sixth period comes. 
they're fucking the worst. That's a different flavor of the worst. There are girls in there who are so, I'm afraid of them. Yeah. Middle school girls, like middle school boys are one thing. Middle school girls are fucking terrifying. They have so much attitude and they hate you. Yeah. And they're so rude. Middle school boys, you at least know the full lay of the land. There's no secret psychological stuff happening under there. You so never you know. have a full full picture of the situation. Yeah. And so it can be frustrating, but the girls, that's scary for sure. You never know what they're going to say to you. Know. And they're always like trying to, they're constantly trying to sit next to each other. I'm like, no, this is the seating chart. Like sit in your goddamn seat. And, they have, and then they just like straight up refuse to sit in your, their seat. And I'm like, what is this? And then a dude, a boy, I don't even know. We were doing a fucking name game again. And I don't know what happened, but this boy was like, he refused to do something and he hit me. He hit my arm. And it wasn't like, like there was a last, like I, it, it was like a hit. It was like a slap. It wasn't like, you know, there's a bruise or anything. And I've always thought like, what would I do? You know, you like think about like, what would I do in certain situations? And I really got like a glimpse of myself and I got to say like, I like her. So he hits me and I look at him and I say, you touch me again, we're going to have a problem. I was like, oh, (laughs) (laughs) and he was like, and he was like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. Like, and it was clearly like he was doing this like he would to a friend. Yes. me. I was going to say, could you see as soon as he did it? Yes. in his eyes that he had knew he had made yes. a tactical error yeah but in that moment i was like it's fucking happening let's <laughs> go man i will fucking take you anyway so then that was thursday and i was just like fucking done and yeah mm-hmm. and we're gonna find out my joy in a second of why i didn't have to go on third or on friday Lorian, tell me about um, what's bringing you joy. Yeah, well, like you said, when the cat wasn't attacking your sister, we were in Denver last weekend with our friends Megan and Kit, and it was fun. We just kind of explored the city. We did a lot of cool things. We went to an arcade bar, which was super fun. They had all kinds of good games. We played Mario Kart and Ski Ball, and you're a champ at basketball arcade games. What a thought. We ate a lot of good food, no losing meals the whole weekend. So it was a good time. It was very fun. That's definitely one of mine. And then my other surprise one <laughs> is that I got COVID for a second time. Such <laughs> a weirdo. And that's somehow my joy because guys, when I went home <laughs> on Thursday, I woke up with cold symptoms, took a test, negative, went to school in a mask because I am goddamn considerate and anxious. And so then I went home and on my drive home, I was actively hoping and wishing, and I don't pray, but praying that that test would be positive because Thursday was such shit. And it was. I'm not happy about it. Like, I I mean, I don't really want COVID (laughs) for a second time, but also I'm like, the symptoms are so mild. Like we're recording. Like I'm, this is like day three for me. So mild, sprinkle of symptoms. I did so many chores yesterday. I got so many things done. And then I took like a little nap. Like, this is a great little vacation. I really did not want to see my students. And now I get a little vacation. 
I'm pretty uh, excited about it. Okay. <laughs> Look, this is how bad it is. I need a vacation so bad. We haven't even been in school that long. Yeah. And I take COVID uh, over oh, no. going to school. That's okay. Well, enjoy. Thank take you. a nap. Thank you. Think I'm gonna do a lot of serious knitting today. It's gonna be very exciting. Enjoy. <laughs> All right. The world can be a scary place. Don't forget to take a deep breath. Thanks so much for listening. If you liked what you heard, make sure you subscribe so you never miss an episode. And follow us on Instagram and Twitter at the underscore anxiety pod. We'll talk to you next week.